All right, we are back. In our third segment, we sometimes mention obituaries. We would cite the passing of Oliver Sacks, neurologist extraordinaire whose writings touched an awful lot of people. Oliver Sacks came to prominence when, after working in New York City's Beth Abraham Hospital in 1969, he encountered a patient, Miss R, one of about 80 patients at this Bronx facility who had survived a post-World War I encephalitis epidemic only to be left in a sleep-like state by the disease. When Oliver Sacks administered an experimental drug, Miss R miraculously woke up and was able to walk, talk, and even play piano. The other patients also responded, but all suffered intolerable side effects, and Sachs was eventually forced to stop the treatment, sending them back into a catatonic state. Sachs recounted their case histories in Awakenings, the 1973 bestseller that launched his career as an author of acclaimed books about people with often bizarre brain disorders, and which was made into an Oscar-nominated film in 1990. Through my patience, Sachs said I would explore what it was like to stay human in the face of unimaginable adversities and threats. All right, we've got about five minutes left on the program, it looks like. And just to emphasize what an international reach we have here at Radio Parallax, we are at this time going to go south of the equator and bring back our Australian correspondent, Pamela Sue Taylor. Welcome back to Radio Parallax, Pamela. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, we need to have you on, I think, because there's news coming out of your country that, that I don't quite understand, and I hope that you can clear it up for me. But apparently, due to some maneuver in the ruling party, you dumped your prime minister. Yeah, yeah, well, it was a new week, new prime minister. That's how it goes here. No, <laughs> it's been a, a, pattern, a, a disturbing pattern, actually, that's been happening. Uh, the last two prime ministers were ousted in... Oh, sorry, the last three now. Prime ministers have been ousted in the same way. So um, it's confusing for most Australians as well. But what happens is, when you're, when you're voting here, regardless of whether you're actually personally voting for an individual, you're voting for the party. Right. So whomever, whomever, whichever party they're in, the votes go towards them. And if you are voting for an independent and they, they don't get in, then it's whoever they promise their votes to. So the Liberal Party is in currently in power at the moment, uh-huh. and they didn't like the way Tony Abbott was running things, so they personally ousted him and put someone in his place. Well, let's backtrack here. Tony Abbott, I think, was was a guy, my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that Australia was being very progressive and instituting a carbon tax, which put it kind of on the forefront of what's necessary around the world to deal with global warming. And my understanding is Mr. Abbott came in and promptly rescinded that uh, that move. Yes. He's uh, heavily Christian. He doesn't believe in climate change. How about evolution? He tried to have climate change... <laughs> No, I don't think so. And he tried to have climate change uh, taken off the agenda at the G20 as well. Uh, evolution, he can't do too much about that. There's there's too much evidence for that. <laughs> but he oh, you'd be surprised, try. my dear. But okay. <laughs> I know. Uh, he's against uh, marriage equality, and he's out. He's out, thankfully. So was there uh, was there a move by more liberal people within the liberal party to say, you've got to go, or what was behind this? Do you know? There was no way that he, they were going to win. The party was going to win next year. So next year is a new election, new election cycle. I, I and see. they knew they would not win with Tony Abbott as their leader. So they had to put a new guy in who's got a shot next year. Yes, yeah, someone who actually has rational thought and can <laughs> articulate sentences. Well, that's a far cry from our Republican Party here in the States, but uh, but okay. <laughs> Are you happy with this new guy, Turnbull, or do you have, do you have your doubts about him? 
Yeah, I have my doubts about him. He's in, this is just my view, not the view of every Australian, of course, but uh, he's in now. At the moment, he's going with the current policies, even though he doesn't personally agree with them. So now it's up to him to show us that he can actually be a leader and lead his party to his way of thinking and change these policies. But for now, he's playing it safe. He wants to get elected. He wants to keep everyone happy. So he's running with the current policies. But the, the difference is he's taking everything back to the cabinet, which, which is what you're supposed to do in the Westminster system, whereas Tony Abbott was running it in a more presidential way, which is not the way we do things here. Uh, the hopeful thing about Malcolm Turnbull for me is that he's a Republican. So, as you know, we're still part of the Commonwealth, still under the monarchy, whereas Tony Abbott was actually still giving out knighthoods just for fun. <laughs> he's very much a monarchist. Really? <laughs> wow. Yes. <laughs> he gave a knighthood to... Prince Philip or something. It was ridiculous. So when you say anyway. Republican, you don't mean like in the sense, obviously, in his American Republicans, what we're familiar with. You mean a guy that actually d is not in favor of the monarchy. That's right. That's what it means in right. Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And forgive so, me for asking this, but who is the opposition to the Liberal Party? The Labor Party. Your choice is Labor versus Liberal? Yeah, that's that's our, like, Labor okay, is, okay. is like our Democrats and Liberals like our Republicans. Oh. If you want to draw parallels. All right. We're learning, learning new things right and left here. But the same thing happened with the Labor Party. That's the funny thing. Kevin Rudd was Prime Minister a few years ago. He was running things in a, a bit of a presidential way and not referring to the Labor Party, even though the Australian people loved him and cried when he was ousted. He was ousted by Julia Gillard, who came in, and she was an idiot. <laughs> and they didn't get re-elected with her either. So ever since then, the Liberal Party has been teasing the Labor Party about doing this backstab manoeuvre, hmm. and then they just did it themselves. So oh. my hope, <laughs> my personal hope, is that the people who were sick of Labor's shenanigans and voted Liberal just to get them out will now be sick of Liberal's shenanigans and vote Greens, which, is, <laughs> which right. is possibly will give hope to Australia. Well, hope springs eternal. So, Pamela, as far as you know, is, is our CIA stopped meddling with your elections down there, like when we dumped Whitlam back in, what, the 70s? <laughs> as far as I know, but, yeah, I'm not on the inside track, so who knows? <laughs> okay, all right, as far as you know, it's all clean. As far as I know, yeah. Okay, so just one final thing, something that really irks me. For starters, it's ridiculous that our prime ministers get a lifelong pension of over $300,000 a year wow. after they've finished their job. Wow. Right. But Tony, Tony Abbott didn't even finish one term, basically got fired from his job, and he still gets the lifelong pension. Something wow. has to change in this country. Good yeah. God. That's, that's, uh, you got a country one-fifteenth the size of the U.S., and you're paying your ex-presidents more than we are. That's, that, that's not right. All right. Well, Pamela, thanks for educating us about things down under. Hope you're enjoying your time there in, in Cairns, one of my one of my favorite places there in, in your lovely country. And uh, in the future, come back on our Internet program and maybe even on our KDVS show uh, and, and continue to educate us. Sure. Look, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Good deal. That was our Australian correspondent, Pamela Sue Taylor, because after all, Radio Parallax does have an international reach, and will continue to do so, we hope, in the future. All right, it looks like we may have just a couple minutes left, and boy, what to do when you've got... I think what we will do is grab some great quotes. In this case, we're indebted to former Radio Parallax guest David Wallachinsky. We're going to use The People's Almanac Presents the 20th Century, because we're pretty sure the 20th century did produce some pretty good quotes. I don't know, let's do five or six. 
Canada has been brought up on numerous occasions in this program. We've had many Canadian guests. Therefore, I'd like to quote John Robert Colombo's O Canada, which goes as follows. Canada could have enjoyed English government, French culture, and American know-how. Instead, it ended up with British know-how, French government, and American culture. We've had plenty of fun on this show making fun of economists and the whole so-called science of economics. So we don't mind quoting from John Maynard Keynes. Referring to Marxist socialism, and I'm paraphrasing ever so slightly, Keynes asked, how could a doctrine so illogical and so dull can have exercised so powerful and enduring an influence over the minds of men and through them the events of history? Mr. Keynes, we don't know. And here's one that's a favorite of former Radio Parallax guest Nancy Yamada. It comes from Bertrand Russell, who said, The trouble with the world is that the stupid are cocksure and the intelligent full of doubt. And we, of course, we've loved taking our slams at politics on a weekly basis on the show, so we don't mind quoting John Wynne Tyson when he said, The wrong sort of people are always in power because they would not be in power if they were not the wrong sort of people. And we'll close with this one from H.L. Mencken. It is hard to believe that a man is telling the truth when you know that you'd lie if you're in his place. That about does it. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. Our thanks to Russ Baker and Pamela Taylor. And even though he didn't appear in today's program, our regular contributor, Mr. Will Durst. I'm Douglas Everett. This has been Radio Parallax. Tune in next week for the first installment of The Best of Radio Parallax with your host, Graham Smith. Radio Parallax.